There it is. Hey, everybody. It's time. It's six o'clock on a Friday, which means it's time for comedy here at Mutiny Radio. Hooray, hooray, hooray for comedy. All day, we were actually just in Washington Square Park, thanks to Mauricio for putting on a new outdoor mic on both Fridays and Saturdays at Washington Square Park in North Beach. That was a lot of fun, and everybody really liked it, and some nice young kids gave me shrooms as, like, payment for my set because they thought I was so funny. Oh, they thought I was so funny. And then this one lady stopped me, and she was like, that feminist knock-knock joke. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can get my own fucking door. I'm like, oh, my God, you love my joke. It was a really lovely afternoon in the park. People are clamoring for comedy, and that's what's going to happen tonight here at Mutiny Radio at 7 o'clock. We are all not going to gather, but we are going to be socially distanced from one another six feet in the street, and I'm doing comedy. But for this first hour from 6 to 7, we have dirty comedy inside, clean comedy outside from 7 to 8, but clean comedy inside from 6 to 7. We're going to get a list together. We've got five comedians already, so that's more than a quorum, which means we can get started once they're inside the building. Hey, like, wear masks if it makes you feel comfortable. Um, there are gloves at the top of the at, at the stage. You can cover the microphone with whatever makes you comfortable. If you've brought your own uh, mic, that is great, too, and I can show you how to plug into our XLRs safety everybody think about safety whatever that means to you and we're gonna get started with the open mic here on happy hour in just a second and then again stay tuned we've got a great um outdoor show tonight we have marcus howard orion levine sam carroll rachel pinson and josh Kahn. also i'm your host pam benjamin and i'll be here all night with you and then we're heading over at eight o'clock to milk bar used to be Milk Bar inside, but now Milk Bar outside has a parklet, and they have taken it over. There's going to be live comedy. There's going to be food and drinks and fun times and a really great lineup of really funny comedians. So head on over to the end of Hate Street at Milk Bar. It's right next door now. It's in that um, in that parking lot that was next door. They've commandeered it, and they're using it so that people can have entertainment. So that's cool. Also, big shout out to David Dominguez, who's been running the Alameda um, Washington Park. Uh, no, everything's called Washington, isn't it? Uh, the Washington Park in on Mondays in Alameda is amazing on the bleachers by the ballpark. And then Tuesday through Saturday, he's been a champion and been holding safe open mics at Fairyland on Lake Merritt. So you guys can hang out on that hill and listen to some great comedy from a bunch of great people, some of whom you'll see tonight. So I'm going to go round up these comedians, and we'll be right back here on Mutiny Radio, .fm and .sf. Hey, if you have money and you're like, oh, my God, what was I going to do with that extra unemployment money? I shouldn't buy another bottle of wine. Nay, I should give it to Mutiny Radio. Go check out our GoFundMe. It's on our website, mutinyradio.fm, or just throw money into our Venmo at Mutiny Radio, all one word, lowercase. Like, that's good, too, trying to keep free speech alive here in the mission. So, look at that. I've burned up four minutes of time that people could have been using for comedy. But I'm going to grab them and get them inside. And that's what's going to happen. We're listening to Sunk in the Fills right now, S-U-N-Q. That's Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal. 
and Jay's son together in a band. They're also part of the Wyatt Acts, which if you were listening to our amazing commercials, they sing some really funny songs during those right now. The Ministry of Lava is one of theirs, as well as Breakfast is also in the band. Breakfast for Chancellor. Also Acid and Fapping. That was <laughs> Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal. Go check out, please go check them out. Wyatt Act, really, really great band. And Pick Up Sunk, which you get to hear in the fills tonight. So I'm going to put them up for a little bit, and we're going to get this started. Comedy, mutinyradio.fm. hear all our amazing jokes uh we've got a really special 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 well everyone's a special guest here at mutinyradio.fm they're all special guests uh but we have a super king of comedy he has been on tour with david borey you might know david borey from uh the comedy central fame he's the voice of comedy central i'm not putting you up first keith or anything don't worry i'm just touting your amazingness and your presence here as uh, a couple years ago, he got to go on tour, an, a national tour with David Borey and kill, kill audiences all over the United States like a champion. And uh, we hope that we can champion his, well, he's just such a talented guy and we need to continue championing him and we need to bring him back to the forefront here in San Francisco comedy because he's a very, very funny man. And, uh, and you know what? We don't even have to talk about the past. What is the past? We're in COVID times now, you weirdos. What is, what is, oh, are all the old people going to die? I've been facing my existential dread since I was 17, and y'all are freaking out now. Nothing matters or everything matters, and we all do weird things, and things happen, and and I say it's all water under the bridge, motherfuckers. Uh, but we have a bunch of amazing comedians, and again, they're all sort of hanging outside, and they don't want to come in yet, and that's fine. That's fine. Cause we only, but we only have open mic time until seven, and then the outdoor show starts, and that one's booked. And there might be guest sets for people, maybe depending on what we're doing. But we have to end at eight o'clock tonight, cause we have to go to Milk Bar and be on that show. We have to, we get to be on a show at Milk Bar in the Hate. So we're like keeping it a little tight tonight. Um, but I'm just gonna put up Sunk in the background again, and whenever the comedians want to come in and listen to each other, that's when we'll start it up. Okay. Much love, everyone, on the radio waves. And uh, thanks for tuning in and sticking in. We're at 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. It's Mutiny Radio holding down live comedy since April. We were the first outdoor show uh, that said, you know what? This is safe-ish. <laughs> what is safe? We're wearing masks and doing stuff. But the outdoor show, honestly, we've got like condoms and uh, mic condoms and 
It's so funny because everyone was so afraid of AIDS and now everyone's like afraid of COVID and it's like, oh my God, you had to fuck someone to get AIDS. Now you just have to breathe on someone. Dear Lord, going to an orgy and wearing a mask, that is no fun for anyone. And if, I mean, if it's transferable through your mouth, is it transferable by pussy? Is it also like, like if someone goes down on me and they have COVID, can they give my vagina COVID? Like, how does it work? Is my vag going to cough? Is it like, is that what a queef is these days? Am I going to be embarrassed to queef in public? Because I feel like people are going to think I have COVID. What is going on? Your first comedian of the night. What a brave, brave soul she is. You can hear her on the night playlist right now. She's on a bunch of different podcasts being a champion for feminist rights and also just a lovely human being. I also love your little black dress. Put your hands together, everyone. It's Bella Dillman. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. I'm out here doing some doing some good work. Hey, do you guys like Earth, Wind, and Fire? Do you remember the 21st night of September? Uh, that it's part of the song. Uh, yeah, well, I do. That's the day my dad died. Aww. Yeah. I like to get some sympathy awes before I start my jokes. Um, it, it's a really good mnemonic device to remember that, and, but it, it really gets me in the mood to tell jokes because he was kind of a piece of shit. Don't worry. I, I don't need a dad. I have a boyfriend. So, <laughs> yes, if anyone was wondering. Uh... Uh, I, d um, I only see him as a father in a sexual way, so that's fine. Uh, my boyfriend and I both have what you may call mental health issues, um, like to the point that our sex tape is just titled Making a Murderer. <laughs> yeah. <That's really> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow, I actually told a joke. Imagine. <laughs> wow. Um, but we are doing really well, uh, mostly because my love language is reality TV show style fights. You know, like the ones where no one gets punched, but everyone's kind of sad afterward. Uh, I think it's because of like how I grew up. Like, um, ever since I was little, I, I loved watching reality TV, me uh, watching reality TV with my mom and uh, getting the shit beat out of me by my stepdad. Woo! You know? Yeah. Is that, is that relatable? No? Uh, um, this is really long. Uh, I, well, I'm not in the dating pool anymore. I'm really glad. Because when I was on Tinder, I would just get a lot of Josh's, Tom's, Brad's. Like, are you even trying? Put at least two syllables in your name, dude. At least have your parents read the Bible. Joshua. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, not to be an intellectual snob, but uh, the last guy that I dated before my boyfriend, his favorite book was Hatchet. <laughs> but can you read any books after the fifth grade reading list? Or are you just trying to stay on the same reading level as the girls you date now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I am a feminist. I support women. I just want my boyfriend to never look at a picture of Casey Musgraves ever again. Is that fair? Boo. <laughs> Boo. Casey Musgraves is very beautiful. 
Yeah, you bet she saw. Would it be more relatable if I said Pamela Anderson? Yeah. No. If, if I said, if, you know, did you know that uh, Pamela Anderson and Chris Rock were married? No, not Chris Rock. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid Rock I mean, uh, those are two very different people. Uh, <laughs> the reason why they broke up is because of the movie Borat. I I just I would love to hear that conversation. Like why like Kid Rock blaming Pamela Anderson for being in the movie Borat. Whatever. That's not part of my set at all. But neither is any of this really. Um I have had homeless people come up to me and ask me to smoke crack with them, but that's just because I've smoked crack before and they can tell. Um, I, I'm kind of a, like a, a instant gratification girl, so now since I can't come because of my medication, the only alternative is smoking crack, <laughs> but, uh, at least smoking crack makes sex with a crack dealer bearable, you know? Yeah. Sad claps. Sad claps. Um, but I am so, I am not using anymore. I am sober now. Uh. I don't really feel any different. I just listen to a lot of jazz. Um, <laughs> I started drinking really early for like things that I really regret. Like I did puke on a dick in 2015 and I do flash my tits at bartenders to get free drinks. Um, and I did get permanently banned from my boyfriend's apartment complex, uh, but that's not me anymore. I'm taking advice from Wells Fargo to say that at this time, I am sorry and I have changed. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's all I'm going to do. Thank you. <laughs> Bella Dillman, hyphen cook, I think, from her Facebook if you want to follow her. Yes, I want to follow her. Don't follow her down a dark alleyway, alleyway, because she will beat your shit up. She's a feminist. She won't <laughs> fuck with that. But that was really funny. Yay, yay. I hope, I hope that someday you get to have that abortion you always wanted with Kid Rock. Your <laughs> next, I don't know, I don't know who's up next. I just pulled words out of air. I'm sorry, I had a joke in my head, but then I forgot, so I was like, I'm gonna say stupid things. Aaron, do you want to go up next, Dollface? You're a nice comedian. He's he travels all around everywhere from Chicago to New Mexico to your mom's house. Put your hands together. It's Aaron Atkins. Wham, wham, wham. In the stancery. What's up, you guys? Um, let's do some stupid new stuff. Um, I was talking to this guy, um, and he was talking about like his wife, and he's like, oh, my ex-wife now. And I was like, man, fuck that bitch. And then he's like, she died. And I was like, Rest in peace, that bitch, dude. Um, I used to live in a storage unit. Yeah, thank you. One of the hottest properties in the city. Uh, it really was. Thank you. It's great. <laughs> That's funny, objectively. Uh, it's better than my last place. It was low income. Yeah, no one came. Objectively funny. Oh, my God. Why'd you mute the mic when everybody was laughing? Um... Is that, oh, okay, uh, I'd like to do a reading from um, uh, a monologue from my favorite book from The Grapes of Wrath. I'd like to do the part of the grape. <laughs> so angry! Thank you. 
objectively funny once again. I don't know what you guys are watching. Uh, you guys want to hear my impression of a homeless guy I heard on, on the BART today? He's on the phone. He goes, um, well, you must have got bad meth then. Thank you. <laughs> um, my impression of a completely different homeless man in front of the Carl's Jr. on Market Street. Why do they sell gallons of milk here? Thank you. Why do they sell gallons of milk? It's like a deli, Carl's Jr. They have like gallons of milk there. Um, okay, you know, I keep I keep following those signs that say women on them. You know, trying to find every time I find them, they're taking a shit. <laughs> Objectively, funny. Objectively funny. Sorry, science called. They said that's funny. Um, uh, you know what I learned two days ago? I learned that the worst argument when someone tells you that you drink too much is going, I always drink this much. Bad argument. Uh, you guys want to hear my impression of, of men on Twitter? Imagine if this was the other way around. Thank you. Um, dude, I'm going to have a rough set tonight. I saw this sign for handmade ice cream, right? And I was like, that's great, because last time they made it with their feet. Hilarious. All right. Last night, my girlfriend told me that she felt gaslighted. And I was like, it's pronounced gaslit. Thank you. Yeah, I was good. Objectively. <laughs> Science called. They said, you can't get addicted to a plant. Uh, so I used to do heroin, right? Uh, you know, no one ever believes me when I say I used to do heroin. I don't look like I was on heroin, right? I look like I was on Glee. Thank you. You can do both. Just ask Cory Monteith. You guys want to hear my impression of women? Yeah. I'm cold. Thank you. You guys want to hear my impression of a white guy? Great. I'll keep going. Um, man, it's are we in South America right now? Because it is Chile. <sighs> you guys are. I I know it's funny. You know, you're not hurting me. You're hurting yourselves. You're robbing yourselves of a good time by not laughing at this great set I'm having. Hey, dog, do some crowd work with this dog. Hey, where are you from, dog? All right, all right, all right. Okay, fine. Yeah, don't sit in the front row. They told him not to sit in the front row. I'm gonna do a roast right now. Hey, you look like General Custard. These jerk off. These do a jerk off. Okay. <laughs> I got me. I totally stopped my roast. Uh, I'm a quarter Asian. One not race, one tolerant person in this in this room. I'm a quarter Asian, but I look very white. Uh, being quarter Asian is like is like the bisexuality of ethnicities, you know? Because like you tell people, and they're like, "No, you're not." Uh, my girlfriend's schizophrenic, or she used to be schizophrenic. I got her a Bluetooth headset. Uh, so yeah, so now she doesn't hear voices, just business partners. Objectively funny. You're robbing yourself. You're hurting yourself, not me. I know I'm killing. God, you guys ever heard of the Magna Carta? What if it was the Manga Carta? Yeah, yeah, he's dying over here. He's laughing. You know, like those Japanese comics, Manga, the Manga Carta? The Manga, like Manga? Thank you. That's the funny horn. Um... So my parents got divorced a couple weeks ago. That's true. Ha ha ha! Yep, right on, dude. And um, I told my friend, I was like, "Dude, I'm I'm 
I, my parents got divorced. It sucks. And he's like, oh, dude, that's an L. Thanks, best friend. That's just the support I needed. And then I started to cry, and he was like, oh, dude, cringe. This is why, dude, this is why I'm not allowed to have emotions. This is why I just got to bottle them up and, like, become a libertarian someday. <sighs> you want to hear my impression of a libertarian before I leave? You want to hear my impression of a libertarian? Okay. How is that racist? Thank you. I'm Aaron Atkins. Have a good one. In the stancery. Aaron Atkins! Yes! He's not just an uh, objectively great comic. He's also a poet. He's written one-man shows. Oh, yeah. What can't he do? Oh, yeah. Dear Lord. Process, process. He can't do his taxes, but he can do everything else. He can't be nice to his girlfriend, but he can do everything else. Your next comic, known for his work with UCLA Theater and Fulbright Comedy Festival these days, you know him as the man who kept more comedy six feet distant than the coronavirus. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Lee. Hey, what's up, gang? How are you, Bay? She's looking at me. Uh, the man who kept more women six feet distant than the coronavirus. It says women. I'm sorry. I didn't know what that word was. Don't confuse women and men in San Francisco. It could cost you 50 bucks. I've, I've learned that the hard way. I got to say, like, the coronavirus, it's a unique... It's a unique disease. Like, it's the only disease the government gives you $1,000 just for having. Like, they don't do that with syphilis. They don't do that with gonorrhea. They don't do that with herpes. Uh, right, Bella? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> that was mean. All right. I'm not trying to get laid tonight. It's nice to be back. I'm from uh, San Jose. I did a year at USF. These are my stomping grounds. It's changed a little. It's rough out there. It's rough out there. I took the bus to get here. There are people uh, masturbating, talking to themselves, reading a book. In my case, two of those things are true. <laughs> Turning to the guy next to me, I'm like, hey, I don't want your Kino rank, and I don't need any crack. You know what he said to me? $1.75 to ride. Damn! Some dangerous shit, man. You know it's hard when you're an Uber driver, but you still got a bus? Like, that's so bad, you know? And then uh, my girlfriend left me because I did Uber, and I said, bitch, you're worse than Uber. You bring pools of strange men home. You research all my old phone numbers. You still can't get within a block of my house. Like, the slogan for Uber is everyone's private driver. My girlfriend's case... Drive everyone's privates. <laughs> They're replacing us now. They replaced the Uber with the takeout. So it looks like a baby carriage. You guys seen this? First time I saw this, I was like, is that a baby or is that takeout? Like, either way, I'm making room in my freezer. Uh, I didn't always be an Uber driver. I used to be a lawyer. I did human rights work with Fulbright. And uh, now I tell dick jokes. True stories. But I think a lawyer could make a great comic. Because it's the same skill set. You just stand in front of a group of your peers. And you make up a bunch of stories. It's 
the whole thing. <laughs> Got to be grateful for places like Mutiny Radio because, <laughs> woo, wrap it up. Grateful. <laughs> After leaving the law, I was running out of ways of disappointing my parents. means at one point in my life, I was judged by a room full of people holding law degrees. Now I'm judged by a room full of people holding EBTs. That's, that's what it means. Join the unit. You know, uh, if, I could do, if I could do any job, uh, like I used to do immigration work with Fulbright. So I did uh, pro bono work overseas, and I used to live in the camps. And I had some roommates. They were from Iran, uh, Chile, Venezuela. That's still a country. And uh, I would go to work every day, and the immigrants had no money, so they had a sex booth next to my office. And the blowjobs were 60 Danish crowns. That's uh, nine US dollars. I lost this gentleman here. He's like, nine US dollars? Motherfuck! We need to reduce our carbon footprint. That's <laughs> That's what he was saying. But that means, because every day I went to work, my loan earned $49.40 interest, which means every day my loan received four blowjobs and a beer back. That's what that means. The blowjob, 60 Danish. Uh, the mess hall was 90, so I lost a lot of weight. But uh, I learned a lot of good things from the good people over there. I think that uh, education should be free should have free health care. And uh, the women are gorgeous. People know this because the, the beer is $18 a glass. So they know what they're getting into. Some important policies to bring back to the states. They don't allow prostitution, but everyone does it. And I think if a guy could have any job, Uber driver, lawyer, uh, I think any man would choose to sell sex. But can you imagine if... Uh, a guy tried to sell sex like uh, you, sir. What would you charge for sex? Validation. All right. <laughs> uh, he's like free parking, kind of a back seat. He gets it really efficient. That's nice. Yeah. He's a comedian. He's like, it's going to be three, maybe five minutes. You have to laugh or applaud the whole time through to keep it going. The end of it, somebody's gonna shine a light in my eyes, tell me get the fuck off. That's <laughs> some of them do, some of them don't, you know? Hashtag me too. Did you guys hear Ron Jeremy got me too'd? How the fuck you me too, Ron Jeremy? Like, I'm a porn star. Like, you can't me too, Ron motherfucker. Jeremy, right? Like, I think his middle name is like Two Loads Jeremy, and you can't me too that. And uh, his wife said, like, this, this is hard to swallow. A man so on top of things. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got the light, so I'll leave you guys. This is a clean mic, so, or next hour is a clean mic, but I'll leave you with a couple. And we're grateful to uh, Pam and Mutiny Radio because... We've all been doing virtual mics, and they're like jury duty, you know? The only people happy to be there are the ones with no jobs. Just like jury duty, like the guy doing all the talking, he's covering up sex and drugs. But, uh, they're just going to go on for weeks on end. It's jury duty. 
So I'll leave you with these. These are kind of cute. These are video games updated to quarantine. Video games for quarantine. First one, Pokemon Go. All of the Pokemon are sheltering in one couch. Much easier. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Everybody's huddled in place in one barber shop. Grand Theft Auto Looting Edition. What? There's white people in this game? Damn. Where'd that come from? <laughs> I think Street Fighter would be nice. Like the entire cast is ostracizing Chung Lee for re refusing to close her legs during the butterfly kick. That would be a touching classic. All right, uh, no touching, be six feet distant. Be safe, everybody. Thank you for supporting our mics. Damn! Ryan Lee, everybody! Uh, add me at Ryan Lee Comedy. We do a heckle mic Wednesdays at 9 p.m. if you guys are into roast battling. The feature is the winner of the mic gets to show up for our naked mic on Mondays at 9. So if you win being heckled... And they're on Zoom, so it's not real, and no one gives a fuck. Ryan Lee, everyone! Yay! I'm sorry, we only have a, a little bit of time and a couple comedians left. Hey, because we just had some more come. But yes, Heckle Mike and all your stuff on Zoom, which is totally... Ryan Lee comedy. It's, no, it's great. It's Ryan Lee comedy. It's great that people are doing Zoom shows, but we're doing them real for here. Oh my God, I have a DVC. I have a thing for you. Yes. yes. Yeah, you do. Your next comedian. Do you want to go up? Do you want to do it? Or you, you don't have to. I can pull one from the outside if you want to. You want to keep the draft going. You want to go up? You, you can be dirty now. This is the dirty time. You have to be clean outside if you're going to do outside, but this is the dirty time. Everybody, he is, I have been thinking so much about Greece and Turkey this yeah. past week because I'm supposed to be in Greece right now, and I'm not, and he's from Turkey, and I want to go to Turkey with him, and I want to eat Turkey with him. I'm sure you want to do all kinds of things with your next comedian. It's Enoch Ino, yay! <laughs> Thank you, Pam. I did not know I was even on it. Man, I'm next. That's great. Uh, hey, guys. How are you? I think uh, most of us uh, haven't met, uh, but it's ri really nice to be introduced as the person who does hate the nation of Greece. With a, yes. <laughs> Worst kind of people, right? I don't recognize them often. Yeah. Um, what? Well, uh, you were. Thank you. Were you thinking of going there? Yes, I was. Uh, I grew up there. It's very nice. Yes, and uh, thank you so much for the uh, beautiful comparison to the uh, flying bird, Turkey. We never get that as Turks, huh? 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 I was. So I did it again. I apologize. Uh, I was born in November twenty second, uh, and when I came to America, they said Happy Birthday, which is at the same time as Thanksgiving, huh? So they'd be like, oh, that's a turkey joke right there. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Did you get that? Anybody? Did you get that, young man? Yeah, yeah. Huh? How old are you? Old enough. Wow. To do what? Party. Very good. What would be your impression of partying? Ooh, that's cool. How about you, dear? You're also, yeah. That's a great age. Cool. Are you guys together? Is that your sister or your girlfriend? That's great. For the most uh, supreme white race, that's perfectly normal to have a sister, also a girlfriend, correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's perfectly fine. I learned that when I got here. <laughs> right? Us brown people, we don't usually go after our sisters or our cousins, but hey, you know what? It's cool, right, Pam? It's, yeah, we don't, right? Um, I decided uh, to do this, thank you, uh, and I was hoping not to use the words that I normally do, but I got to say cousin fucker, so we're good, right? <laughs> this is beautiful. Which one of you is citizen? You both are Americans? That's a waste of a relationship, I think. <laughs> right? Nobody's getting anything? Your first time having a property, young man? Huh? Wow, he calls you an investment, oh! right? I take that as a That's a good comp. So could I start your first fight? Uh, how did you find him? Or how did he find you? School. Which school? Uh, we're going to Chicago. Wow, those are very uh, confusing names. Columbia College in Chicago. Did he teach you how to do cold cocaine or something? Ha! Ah! I came up with that. I came up with this cocaine joke. Huh? Huh? Uh, uh, I've, been, I've been smoking the pot for the last two years. Never done anything else. Next is heroin, huh? Huh? Yeah? Where's the, where's the good place here to find... Uh, Market Street. You can find uh, cocaine, methamphetamine, and then maybe some marijuana. But it's legal now, right? You would know. Do you like his mustache? I do like his mustache. Right? I think it says, his mustache says, I am higher in the food chain than you, doesn't it? It says, I'm a man. I stand up peeing. You should shave that off, man. Either have a full beard like me, or not have anything. Or have a full beard like this beautiful man, Patrick. Oh, bro, I like your style. <laughs> Keep it going for Patrick. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. How much time are we doing? Um, you have a minute left. Great. Um, so since you guys are 22-year-olds, are you older or younger than your uh, girlfriend, sister? Great. Uh, so how old are you? You said you're 20. All right. Um, so this joke is for you. You're welcome. This is a Twitter joke. Huh? So Scotty, Lindsay, right? Is that your name? Right. So Trevor, one morning I woke up, and I was like, I heard some birds were tweeting. You know? <laughs> Fucking technology, huh? Did you get it? <laughs> huh? Do you like this? Do you like him? Yeah. All right. Yeah, good. Congratulations on your uh, relationship and hopefully a future green card, citizenship, whatever works out for you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pam. This is so nice to be here. Enoch! Yay! What, I, Someday when we're allowed to fly again, I want to go to Turkey with you. I want to go to Turkey with you because you speak Turkish. Everyone in Greece speaks English, which is like why I'm super into it because I am a lazy bitch because I am from California and I'm flaky as fuck. That's how it works. Oh, can I not understand you? I can't do it anymore. So Greece is amazing because they all speak English. Your next comedian what a joy and a wonderment and an amazing human being he is. And I know it's you. It's, it's, uh, he's been a friend of mine for so long, and, uh, and I think he's one of the funniest people around. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Keith D. Yay! Thank you. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, I didn't know what Pam said. This guy's a wonderful human being. I'm like, oh, I, I thought I was next. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, 
saw some cool dogs today. I saw I was at a park. I saw some cool dogs. Uh, I like dogs. I, I feel like a dog's life is really sad, though. You know, like they're they're so they have such low self-esteem. You know, like, have you ever seen a dog like a owner will like drive their car, go into the store, and you know leave the dog in the car for like a minute, and then the dog just like head to the window. Is he coming back? I don't think he's coming back this time. This this is the day he fucking abandons me in this $45,000 vehicle. Like, oh no, well, there he is. He's coming back. All right. Come on, dogs. Well, I'm not going to abandon you. <laughs> right? Um, oh, here, I, I was just drafting nugs back there with Daenerys because we didn't have a scale and we bought an ounce of weed. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's the most excited I've ever been about a draft. I, I, yeah, I'm going to weigh it on my scale when I get home, but. <laughs> you you think you got the better? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that was, that was fun and got me thinking about sports. <laughs> Which you guys like sports? Yeah. Some yeah. Anybody think sports is boring? Anybody think sports is boring? No. Some people think it's boring. To them, I say, try gambling heavily on it. <laughs> See how silly that sports ball game is when your rent depends on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, since you guys are all sports fans, I'll keep going sports. Here's, I'm going to do an impression. This is my impression of a New York sports fan, all right? New York sports fan. Hey, I'm from New York. What's my favorite sports teams? The New York Mets the New York Jets, and the New York Nets. That's right, the Mets, the Nets, and the Jets. Well, actually, the, the Nets are, f are from Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn's in New York. So, that's, yeah, okay, good. Character's working, gonna get on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I mean, not really. It's, they're, they're not gonna have live shows like that, right? How, how, what are you guys doing during this COVID time? You guys, what are you? Dude, I've been binge watching shit. Fucking, <laughs> 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 it's hard. <laughs> I, I, it's I, 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 bored of binge watching stuff. So now I'll binge watch two different shows w w with like a same actor in both the shows and just pretend like it's the same show, you know. So I did that with uh, Malcolm in the Middle into Breaking Bad, you know. But what what's really great is uh, Ma uh not Malcolm, uh, Arrested Development into Ozark. Yeah, Marty Bluth. That's, a, that's what I pretend his name is, Marty Bluth. I don't know if you guys see Ozark, but everything I do, I do for this family. He says that in both shows. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's, uh, it's hard, hard being entertained during this, this shit. When are they going to get a cure for this? You know what I mean? When, when are they going to, scientists going to make a cure? All right, I was trying to pander, but uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Pander, yes. <laughs> pander monkey. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I. Oh, all right. Fuck, I'm bombing right now. I, I forgot all my jokes. I don't know. I had some jokes. I, I said the dog thing. All the right. thing in the back of the car with the DUI and the stuff in the back of the... In, with the Wait, what? Back of the car. Back of the car? 
<laughs> Back the car joke. <laughs> I don't know what that joke is. <laughs> oh, hello. Welcome to this comedy show. Um, so, you know what? I, I'm not going to just stutter and not it's remember your Uber my driver act. Joke. My Uber driver. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's forced now. At this point, it's forced. <laughs> it's too late. Nobody's gonna. If the buildup was too much, <laughs> I all right. I, I um, I'm I'm 32, which means like most of my friends are now into fishing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're all on the Fishergram. They got like a fish. It's called Fish Brain. It's like the fish Instagram. And uh, I, I don't know. I like I like hanging out and drinking while they're fishing but I don't really I don't really like fish I like drinking more than I like eating fish and that's why I fucking hate these paper straws all right they oh well it gets in this plastic gets in the I would rather every fish in the ocean be dead instead of having to drink a bloody mary through a paper straw like an animal it just it's not right it gets stuck to the straw like we need to save the coral reefs why? So rich tourists won't be bored when they're scuba diving? What do we need the coral reefs for? <laughs> Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, for the listeners at home, um, Mauricio's wearing a Dodgers hat. All right, and that's my time. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, the better time than you guys had, I think. But, uh, I'm going to smoke some weed now. Thanks, fam. Kitty, you're the best. Yay, Kitty, yay. Yay, and then Kitty, yay. Yay. No, you didn't eat shit. You did great. You fucking, and then your joke at the end was perfect. You're amazing. He's been doing comedy for like 12 years, so he knows everything he's doing. You're, you know what? We're in the Keith Rock Block, motherfuckers. Your next comedian, he came, I think, all the way from Sacramento. Put your hands together, everybody, for Robert Keith. Yay! That's some interesting Wago music right there. Felt like I was about to go into a central massage or something. Is this the wrong microphone? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Getting composed here. Anybody want to hold my dog for me real quick? Or I can just hold on to her. Thank you. I appreciate got it. The dog. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. How's it going, everybody? Right on. I'm so excited to be talking to a microphone in front of people again. It's been so long. My life has become like that Green Day song, Longview, like every day. It's like the key line in that song is when masturbation's lost its fun, you're fucking lonely. <laughs> fucking 2020 summed up in a sentence for me. <laughs> I know, right? Fuck, man. Uh, so I've been, uh, I've been listening to some music uh, lately and uh, that Phil Collins song, In the Air Tonight, you guys know that song? It's a classic, but that's one of those songs that... Um, back in my youthful years, I knew it was there, but I never really listened to it. I just know that he said, I can feel it coming in the air tonight, like 79 billion times. And I actually thought that there was no verse to that song. I thought that it was just, I can feel it coming in the air tonight, over, and then there was a badass drum solo. But then I remember that Eminem wrote a song called Stan. And he referenced the Phil Collins in the air tonight. 
and he said something about Phil Collins wouldn't help somebody if they were drowning, and that's like the song. And I was like, holy shit, I need to actually listen to this Phil Collins song now. So I listened to it, and he talks about a guy that did something, and if the guy was drowning, that Phil Collins wouldn't save him. But he never says what the guy did. He just, I was there and I saw what you did. It's all been a pack of lies. What did this motherfucker do that you wouldn't help him if he was drowning? Like, I don't even know this guy, and I'd help him if he was drowning. I'd help you if you were drowning, and you too. I, I don't know who I wouldn't help from drowning. Anyway, it's a good song. So that was that. Yeah, a lot of time on my hands lately. Ah! Okay, got your attention back. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, my name's Robert. I'm the third. I'm Robert John Keith the third. I have three first names, and I'm the third. So when I think about when my, parent, my grandparents were naming my dad, they were just kind of lazy. They named him Junior. But when my, my parents were naming me, they were kind of stoned because they just named me the third. There's no effort in that. You know, if I ever wondered why my parents don't love me, all I had to do was remember that they put no effort into naming me. So why would they care about anything else that I might have accomplished in my youth or my elder years? You know? My dad died uh, about... 12, 14, 14 years ago, and he was an asshole. And I'm like wondering if he was still alive, I think he'd be a Trumper. And it's just like par for the course, you know? And, and that would suck because I would try to argue with him and he'd just beat me up. So it's like, you can't win with a Trumper, you know, even the dead ones. Yeah, so um, that's that. Uh, I don't like being called Bob. Because when I was in sixth grade, I decided to go by Bob. You guys ever met a sixth grader named Bob? Didn't go over very well for me. Did you know that your name is spelled the same forwards and backwards? Bob. It was 1991. It was the year that Lorena Bobbitt happened. So naturally, I was called Bobbitt and asked if I still had my dick or not. It was also the year of uh, Full House was really popular, starring, uh, starring Bob Saget. So kids called me Bob Faggot. That's an appropriate horn for that joke. All right, um, it's been fun. It's been real. I guess I'll end with a dick joke, if that's okay, since this is the dirty hour. This is an audience participation joke. Okay, you guys ready? My dick is so small. How small is it? I love the enthusiasm. It's so small that when I pee, I have to tuck my balls in between my legs so that I don't pee all over them. Pissing on the toilet seat for me, accomplishment. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking, is that true? Is it just a joke? Doesn't matter because right now everybody listening on the radio and everybody at Mutiny is thinking about my dick and that's my time. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Everyone's thinking about Robert Key's dick. My clit is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. That's what I'm talking about. Your next comedian, he is so round, you can eat him for breakfast. Please put your hands together for Pancake the Syrup King. What kind of an intro was that? And here comes the smallest lady with the with the tiniest waist. 
Not the person I'm introducing. That was that was so ah. Uh, you know, you could have said, you know, here comes a guy who's part of a complete and rounded breakfast. A round and complete breakfast. Fuck. I wasn't ready to go up. There was no gesture. There was no. Uh, there's definitely no sign up. There's. There's 15 minutes left in an open mic. You're up. Be thankful. Be thankful. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a turkey on a, on a dinner table, and everyone said, hey, why don't you tell ever, everyone what you're thankful for? Just one thing that you're thankful for. Everyone goes around the table, gets to grandma. She says, hoo-wee, I'm sure thankful that you know, something horribly, horribly telling about our family history happened. And, and I'm, I'm uh, sitting there trying to think of what I'm going to say, what I'm thankful for. I, I was so unprepared. I have chewing gum in my mouth. I understand why agents will tell young talent, here, just spit into my hand. Get out there. It's Johnny freaking Carson. It's Jay freaking Leno. It's Jimmy freaking Fallon. It's Jimmy fucking Carr. It's Jimmy on the corner stealing your Adderall. Hey. I, you just got to mention the hot button drugs and everyone's on your side again. How about this one? I went outside today and I accidentally shook someone's hand. I never thought I'd be thinking, saying stuff like that, you know? Um, you know, I've been, I've been getting really into blood and spiders lately. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, money talks, cash walks. Scientists in Oakland have recently developed a revolutionary new asphalt that can now absorb broken glass. Thank you, Oakland's finest minds. Who got the WAP? I mean, who got the WAP? Sorry, how do you pronounce that word? You have to say it, wah, or wah, wape. W-A-I-P-E-E. Uh, once you, uh, wa- everyone who's listening to me at home, just at home, on the radio, mutiny, radio.fm, uh, once you get on the ground and kiss the sky, you rusty cunt lickers, every heartbeat has a valley. I will have you all know that there is a steep incline in your future. Check one, check two. Uh, my moist macaroni is very, very noisy. At the top of the hour, we're going to have a whole list of household items that you have in your kitchen that could be killing you. More in six hours from now. Ah, oh, that's my time, and and you've been great, 
everyone at home, keep sending in um, whatever pocket change. Look in your couch. Look in your love seats. Look in your futons. Look within your hearts and try to donate to Mutiny Radio whenever possible. Thank you. Oh, I didn't do that. God bless him, Miss Pancake the Syrup King. Yay, yay. Who cares about Mutiny Radio? And that's very sweet. So uh, we have, okay, so I've got Mauricio, Alessandra, and Detox, and we've got nine minutes, which is like three minutes apiece. Who's going up first? Maurice, you're next to me. Uh, uh, are you going to mad dog each other for it? Because that's hot. I want to fucking see you mad dog. I want to see you fucking throw down sign. I saw who won. Your next comedian. He is he is ho- hosting a new open mic in Washington Square in North Beach. It's amazing. I had the best time there today. People gave me shrooms because I thought I was so funny. I love that mic. Put your hands together for Mauricio. All right. Give me all the fucking love in the world, Radio Universe. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Uh, my name is Mauricio. If I suck, my name is Butch Escobar, Kevin Renner, Murad, Arjun. And Matt Gubsner. And fuck it, uh, Ernest Evangelista. Oh. I don't know. He got too wasted last night. I almost wanted to sock him in the face. Oh, let's do this. Let's get real, man. Let's get down and dirty. Let me work on some new material. I was like starting my set with a ritual. O'Reilly. You're all being brainwashed. You're all being brainwashed. Uh, I'm Mexican, non-practicing. <laughs> Rona, da 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 Rona, da 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 Rona. Uh, one thing I hate about mass shootings in schools is I don't understand why the kids don't still make fun of the mass shooters. You know, like I would love it if they threw a pipe bomb and they're like. Yeah, you threw that pipe bomb, but you still throw like a girl, you know? Uh, I always... Oh, <laughs> uh, man, uh, I, always, I always regret having my abortion because I realized if I did not have an abortion, my kid would be 25 years old right now. And I would have loved to sleep with all of his friends. Oh, yeah. uh, I would have loved that, you know? I am from Turkey. <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> God, I wish I could remember Sam's joke. He's just arrived. The only thing I got to say about Sam is like, uh, Last time I kicked it with him with Pam, man, he kept taking his shirt off. Remember that shit, Pancake? I'd be like, hey, what time is it? He's like, takes his shirt off. He's like, it's 12 o'clock. I was like, all right, man, I really would have loved it if you just told me with the shirt on, you know? (laughs) I remember I dropped my headphones. I thought I dropped my headphones in his car. I was like, oh, can I check in your car? He's like, yeah, I'll let you in. And he literally takes his shirt off. I was like, look, man, we couldn't do this with the shirt on. Come on, Sam. Like, Sam, you were my hero. I wear my socks like you. Put the shirt on, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Backpack popular, man. Good stuff. Uh, 
I was like doing this. Uh, I like talk about that. Uh, I hate how Americans are stupid, right? You guys like worship politicians when these guys will never take care of you. You know this, right? Like if you love the government so much, you should shoot yourself. That's what I think, you know? Uh, one time they used taxes to send astronauts to have sex in space. That's what they use money on. I was like, damn, what Harvard class do I take, right? I could do that. All right, well, I'm going to heaven so you can all go to hell. Thank you. Okay, we got a couple minutes left on this uh, dirty open mic inside. And then it goes out to the clean comedy show outside. That's exciting. Your next comedian, wow, does he bring the heat, does he bring the thunder, and he usually brings the generator. Put your hands together for detox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you, guys. And uh, the microphones are appropriately covered in condoms. Uh, that's what I have. I usually roll. Uh, I keep all of my... Uh, Extremities covered. Uh, shout out to Mutiny Radio. Donate two dollars if you have any sense of respect in your body at all. You know, just put two dollars in the bucket if you even slightly care about Pam. Donate three dollars. All I'm saying. If you, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I was thinking how uh, it's really special if you you're titty fucking. Really special. <laughs> Really special. A lot of things have to come. The stars have to be aligned. You gotta have the stars. You have to have the tits gotta be big enough to squeeze together. Dick has to be big enough to reach from your fucking sack all the way through the titty fucking forest. Um, however, titty fucking yourself is the golden egg. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously, you guys know I wasn't born with that kind of flexibility. <laughs> Um, and I hate to say it, but I'm not born with that dick either. And oh, and that was now that it's a safe kids show. Uh, I can start with my safe shit. Um, uh, on the way here, guys, um, I was gonna fart, but uh, honestly, I don't fart. If you're farting directly into your pants, still, you're a fucking animal, dude. Like an animal wouldn't do any different. Like if you threw a diaper on a fucking dog, he would fart in his pants. Okay, like anybody here farted in your fucking underwear lately? Guaranteed shit stains. Uh, cleanliness. I'm fat enough as it is. I've all my entire life. I've been shaving, shaving smelly, fat, disgusting things out of my way just so I could eventually find a female. Uh, <laughs> the first one that went was shitting and farting in my pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Hey, let's not do that. All the sweat. Look how hot my forehead is. What do you think my ass looks like right now? Cover your ears, young lady. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. My grandmother was really in the sweat lodges. Not me. Not me. Okay? I didn't, I didn't fucking like sage. You know what I mean? I thought it smelled like bad weed all up in the house. Just bammer. Just rubbing bammer everywhere. Hey, bammer. Here, take this. You smell like Bammer. It's so fucking embarrassing. All my kids are from a cool place called San Francisco, and I feel really bad. Your daughter's definitely seven, eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I got I got all kind of uh, dirty mic material for eight-year-olds. Check this out. One time, one time I went to the forest, okay, and I seen two dogs, okay. One dog sexually, like really attractively, walks up to the front. The other dog barks at it, okay? 
Next thing you know, the entire fucking internet goes apeshit over the first dog, and he's fucking excommunicated, and he's a piece of shit. That's called cancel culture. Anybody like cancel culture? I love cancel culture. Cancel culture, Sam, is a safe place for bullying and white privilege is pretty much what it is. Uh, I, I like to bully people from time to time, but I will not bully them unless everybody else is bullying them. You know what I'm saying? That's the American way. Hell yeah. Why just have compassion? You know, one time, uh, anybody here ever been to a strip club? You're going to hear some shit. Uh, I used to work at a strip club. There's these one girls called performers who, they're called uh, porn stars. They came up, and she was going to do a squirt show. It's where she pees. She pees. This is a thing where, you know, like when you go to the bathroom and pee? This girl pees for money into a rainbow-type formation and lands on Asian guys who are wearing a shirt that says Splash Zone. <laughs> All right? This is the real world after high school, okay? Uh, but I'm there, and I'm like, I've never seen anything disgusting like this. I'm like you, you know? I'm like, what the fuck? Next thing you know, she goes to clinch, poops right there on the stage. Real story. Uh, and I can attest they have yet to change the carpet, so I could show you this thing. You know, it's, um, it's a tough industry. It is. Um, wrapping it up. Okay. One thing I do is wrap up my microphone. Okay. My name is Detox. Follow me on Instagram. Pam's amazing. Are we really wrapping it up? Okay. That's it. Doo -doo -doo. Next I'm comic. sorry time's so tight tonight, but we all have to get to Drea's amazing show at the outside of Milk Bar later because literally every single person on the show tonight is on that show. So we got to get it done. But we have one more set. Are you sure? I can give you three minutes. Are you going to do a hot three? Here we go. Hot three. Alessandra. Yay. Thank you, Pam. You rock it as usual. I don't have any, I mean, I do have some new joke, and um, so I'm Italian, everybody. If everybody thought I was, like, from somewhere else, then don't mistake, you know. Um, and uh, we brought to you, this is a very old, we brought to you fascismus, right, with Mussolini. Yeah, and before that, the Romans. So we got a little bit of a knowledge about this fascist thing. So if you guys think you want to compete with us, I'm like, eh, you're almost right there. You're almost, actually, you almost beat us. I'm kind of proud. I'm like, fuck, that's really cool. You know, you're getting in there. No, it's not clean. Right now it's not clean, Amorina, sorry. Outside, well, still, still no. My daughter is my, hey. So uh, I can't do my very dirty job, which was my plan for tonight. It was really, really nasty. And I can't do it, uh, so I'm kind of running out of joke because I can't do the, the nasty one. Do you like when man says, tell me something dirty? Talk dirty, I'm like, yeah, I roll naked in mud. That's dirty and sexy at the same time, but you know what? Um, he's like, no, tell me something like a pro, you know, like a pro talk. I'm like, like oh, I charge 600 bucks an hour. What do you want, something like that? That's bad. I know, that was my new trying joke. Yeah, whatever. Trying to talk dirty to guys. They're never happy. What are you saying about pizza? My daughter's giving me jokes advices over here. What's going on? Oh, I don't know. 
that was it, you guys. That was it because, uh, oh yes, and now, you know, I have another one about the New Year resolution. You remember when in the New Year you try to do all your resolution? Well, this year beat that all because I don't have to resolute one fucking thing. I can't care less. So having jokes with the daughter here that does this slashing thing is the worst thing in the world. Mister, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Completely turned off. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry, Alessandra. We're in the middle of like changing over from one show to the other, and that's what happened. But okay, so we're gonna listen to some stuff for a second while I take the things outside because the PA and then all the people are here, and we're gonna have a great show. And then everyone after the show is gonna go over to Milk Bar, and it's great. And we've been promoting it all day. And uh, Drea Myers is producing that. But we've got a really great show for you up next, and I've got a fucking frock on. But from now on, we're clean because the stuff's going outside, so we're getting clean. So, haha.
Yeah. Hooray and then yay. All right, it's cold outside. And you're still here and that is amazing. Hi, friends from across the street. Yeah, we're doing comedy on the street right now. Isn't that nice? It's a clean, con I'm gonna just move this sign. I try to, I'm trying so hard to be COVID compliant that I'm like, we're closed, so I need to put a sign in front of us that says that nobody is allowed inside. It's, uh, I just, I don't even know how to comply because no one actually tells me what's going on. I just recently found out that as a small business, business owner, I could have applied for unemployment back in the day. Oh, could I have? Nobody told me. No one sent me an email. Hey, small lady business owner, we want to help you keep free speech alive. No, nobody sent me that email. I'm wearing a cute frock. Thank you. Will Brown isn't here tonight, but his roommate moved out because he was forced out of his house and had to move in a smaller house, blah, blah, blah. And she had all these cute clothes that she left. And oh, I'm everybody's size. If anybody has friends that have a seven and a half foot, or if you know any junior high girls, like I want all their clothes. Is that, can I have all the clothes of the junior high girls? Ooh, the buzz is killing me because the the submixer is up and the I just can't I can't control everything. <laughs> I do this fun show with uh, Rachel Pinson called Tiny Kitchen because the whole world is uncontrollable. So what do we do? We cook tiny tiny foods together on tiny 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 stoves because I can control that. And <laughs> right? Nothing else is in my control. Especially this buzz that's seriously going to kill me. I'm going to have to go, oh, you did it! Thank you! He took out the submixer! He did it! I'm sorry. I, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. And I was just talking about Tiny Kitchen. Oh. I have actual jokes for you guys. It's, I'm, I'm excited that you're still out here braving the coldness and the stuff for the fun. And, the, and you're like, oh. When can I get back to, do you like Degrassi Junior High? Have you watched that yet? Degrassi Junior High? There's many, many incantations of it. It comes from the early 80s from Canada, but then it turned into a thing. Drake was on it. Drake was on it. Do you know who Drake is? He's cool, right? He was the guy in the wheelchair in Degrassi Junior High. And that was like the fourth incantation. I used to watch it. I'm so old. Are old people cool, young person? It depends. How does an old person get cool, young person? Just don't be your mom. I'm never going to be anyone's mom. I'm the coolest. Yay, I win. I'm never going to be anyone's mom. I'm the coolest. Thank you. Thank you. I actually cried at Easter like two Easter's ago because my best friend has children who are like your age or whatever. And um, Jackson, he's like 17, and he looked at me across the table and he said, Pam, like, no matter how old you get, you're still a teenager. And I started crying because it was like the best compliment I've ever been given, but everybody thought I was crying because they thought it was like a slur. Like I was, I was like, no, oh my God, <laughs> say it again. <laughs> I'm 14 <laughs> forever. Are you 14? Oh, 13, 15. 
you're not going to tell me. It's fine. Good. Shh. I know. We shouldn't know. 14 forever. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. This is not the set I planned to do. I was, <laughs> I haven't, I'm still being clean though, which I'm very happy about. The buzz is back. It's going to make me crazy. I'm sorry. It's it. I know. Well, it's like those things that maybe you hear, but you don't hear, and you're like, "Am I a crazy person? Like, is my cat talking to me?" That's the thing. COVID times have been weird. I've always talked to my cats, but now they're talking back, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, we are having a conversation." And you don't like the neutro. I get it. I have to. They just don't want the cheap duck, you know? They're like, if you get the duck breast and you make it into a duck for us, we're fine. But that cheap duck, mm-mm. My cats eat off china. But I was married. I, it's the only thing I have for my wedding is my china. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was sold. I was sold to people for, for a 12 set of china. And a <laughs> you're a real, it, thank God for feminism in the future. I'm still on a clean set. I'm going to stop. I'm going to let other people be funny right now because I'm just talking. But yay for being like you're you have the whole futures ahead of you. Like yay. I'm sorry. I love kids. And I don't love kids in a weird way. Like I like actually like want to help you like be awesome in the future or whatever. Tell don't tell jokes. <laughs> How about that? Have a self-esteem. How about this? Don't let people bully you and don't feel shitty about don't feel crappy about yourself and then you won't be a comedian. It'll be awesome. Just be like, I'm awesome. And then you'll never have to do this. <laughs> okay. I don't even know who's first on the list. Uh, they don't care. They're like, because they're like, where are people? They usually, last week there were, it's cold. It's cold. Here, but Brady's here. I love your jacket. Did you make this yourself? Oh, okay. Well, whoever made it, or get, that is gorgeous. That gives me something to do out of all my old t-shirts that uh, the pit stains are too disgusting. Do you know like when the pit stains on your shirts are like, what? But you love those, con like it's Journey from 1983 and you're like, what am I gonna do with this? I can't wear it because I look like a disgusting freak. I need to turn it into that jacket. Oh, Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, who... Rachel, you're in my vision, so she's like, no, oh my God, come on. Josh said he didn't want to go first. The other people on the, it's, there's, Mar no, Marisa wasn't on it. It's, jo it's uh, Marcus Howard. You always take the bullet. This guy is amazing. He's at Fairyland from Tuesday through Saturday. He's like the guest host. He'll do anything. He's the best. He's taking the bullet right now because all these ass jerk faces inside. It's a clean show. Look at me work really, really hard for this. Put your hands together for Marcus Howard. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. What's up, people? It's me. I'm your black comedian for tonight. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, let's see, we're gonna get something out the way. Like Pam said, my name's Marcus. You know, my mom actually gave me the name Marcus so that I wouldn't be discriminated against, like for job interviews. Uh, but the only problem with that is that I've never met a white guy named Marcus before, right? Like that's an exclusively black guy name. That's like, I understand where my mom was coming from, but that's almost like if my mom gave me AIDS thinking it would make me immune to AIDS, you know? Or like that's almost like if a white parent were to name their kid Tyler thinking it would help with affirmative action, you know? 
To be honest, I've met so many black guys named Marcus. I kind of feel like I, I've like every black mom read like the same 1993 issue of Ebony titled "Top Five White Names for Your Black Baby" or something. You know. Uh, let's see. I uh, I don't drink, you guys. I don't drink at all. I'm not a not a big drinker. But like whenever I tell people that, they always uh, assume that I had a problem with alcohol. Like I used to be an alcoholic or something. Uh, but that doesn't really happen with other things, you know. Like when I tell people I don't go to the gym. Uh, no one assumes that I was like really addicted to chin-ups at one point, you know? Yeah, so don't drink. I also don't smoke, you guys. I don't smoke weed. Because for me, smoking weed is kind of like, yo, you remember how stupid you felt that one time your teacher called you mom? Or you called your teacher mom? Well, what if you can feel that way for like two hours at a time, though, you know? Yeah, so don't drink. I don't smoke. And when people find that out, they're like, okay, what do you do for fun? Like, how do you have a good time? I'm like, well, that's a very easy question to answer. I don't, okay? I don't have a good time. Look, for me, having fun and a good time are just words that people say that I don't really understand, like 0% APR or no student debt. Like, I just don't understand what any of that means. Uh, let's see. We're going to try something. This might be relevant to you. How old are you, miss? Okay, we're going to keep it a secret. Anyway, I uh, back in high school, I, used, I took a Spanish class, right? And uh, I feel like how many of us actually remember our foreign language class that we, talk, that, that we took, right? Well, see, I went to a shitty school, and so... Uh, crappy school, and so the uh, <laughs> the uh, the teachers never really tried. So instead, they would just always put on like a video. I took a Spanish class, and my teacher would put on the video of Selena all the time. And like at this point, I know more about Selena than I do actually about Spanish, right? Like the only Spanish words that I know are like biblioteca and bitty bitty bum bum, <laughs> and I'm not even sure if that last one is actually Spanish, you know. I, uh, I never trusted people that took Latin classes because I feel like that person doesn't respect their time or any of their efforts. It's a dead language, right? Like, uh, imagine what that has to be to be the, the Latin teacher, right? You, train, you go to school, you train your whole life, you become a teacher, and then it's for nothing. You're teaching nothing every day throughout the rest of your years. I, uh... I had, a, I had a couple of, I had an accident happen with my car recently. A, uh, a tree branch had fallen and smashed part of my car. And my insurance company, they wouldn't cover it because they said that it was an act of God. Uh, which is weird because that means that insurance companies believe in a higher power, right? Because you know when you're shopping for auto insurance, you want to know that Geico puts the big man first, right? But like, I feel like what stops them from claiming anything to be an act of God, right? Like, like I call up my insurance company and they're just like, oh no, someone smashed your window and stole all of your stuff. Damn, bro, God works in mysterious ways. Well, good luck, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I used to be really Christian while I was growing up, uh, not so much anymore. I used to take umbrage with some of the, the things in the Christian faith. Like my mom used to tell me that I have to be good because if I'm not good, then God will strike me down with lightning. Uh, which is like a pretty big threat as a kid, but then I'm older now and I've done some research and like 12 people die of lightning strikes every year and none of them are actually villains. Like Hitler never died from a lightning strike, he died from a bullet. But for some reason, like a methed out farmer in Utah is the one that gets God's judgment for some reason. Yeah, I uh, see I get confused for being gay a lot. That's a thing that happens to me, right? And uh, here, I'm just going to give you guys an example of one time where I got confused for being gay, right? I was out at this bar, met this cute girl, we danced, we talked, we had a good time. A couple hours later, I was like, ah, screw it, I'm going to go in for a kiss. So I go in for this kiss, and she backs up, and she's like, whoa, I thought that you were gay. 
And I was like, well, what make you say that? And she was like, well, you know, you dress well, you're a good dancer, you can actually talk about your emotions, like straight guys can't do that. And at that point, I was just like, oh, okay, I thought you were going to say it's because we're in a gay bar and I'm wearing this mesh crop top, but all right. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I used to actually get really offended when people would, uh, would assume that I was gay. But, like, now I'm older, I know a few gay guys, and honestly, it's a mad compliment. Because, like, gay guys have nice things, they take care of their body, and I'm just like, these people also don't know how unwaxed my butthole is. So, yeah, that's fun. Uh... Let's see, I'm dating, uh, I'm, I'm dating somebody right now. I'm dating a white girl, uh, which is cool. Interracial dating is really cool. Like, I've noticed that, I, I've dated a couple of white girls in the past, and I've noticed that every, every time after I date them, they usually become pretty woke to black issues, which is cool because, like, I'm not really woke or I don't read or anything. So it's just like I've passively become a, a freedom fighter via my penis or something, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, uh, doing interracial dating presents like uh, a lot of like weird issues and stuff sometimes. Like one time I was dating this white girl and she asked if I'd be okay if she got cornrows. And so I just broke up with her because how dare she make me responsible for that, you know? Yeah. But uh, it is cool. I'm uh, like I said I'm dating a, I'm dating a uh, white girl right now, which is uh which is great for us. But we we're quarantining we're quarantining together, which also means that I've been on more hikes than every black person in existence and I'm freaking over it, you guys. <laughs> what is so fun about hiking? Like well, I don't know, women are so obsessed with like a nice view. Cuz you're naturally high. This is, of course, the answer coming from the hippie star child over here. I just, I don't understand what, what women's, uh, what's women's obsession with going to a nice view is, right? Like, my girlfriend always wants to go up to high, and she's like, oh, let's go see a view. But I'm just like, you do know that we could just, like, make out at home, right? It's the same thing <laughs> at that point. Oh, okay. I just got the, uh, I just got the, the horn, which I think means that I got to get out of here in a second. Um, but I want to talk about uh, a weird experience I had recently. I, uh, I'm not in that great of a mood because I recently had an incident with a raccoon and I'm not over it. Okay, I came home late one night and uh, I pulled up in front of my house in my car and I see this gigantic fat raccoon sitting on my front porch. And I don't like raccoons, you know, they've got like tiny hands, they steal stuff, they're godless creatures. But like, this raccoon, man, when I saw him, he looked at me and he was like, yep, dude, this is about to be an experience for you, right? And so, like, I rolled down my window and tried to scare him out. And I go, hey, get out of here. And he's completely unfazed because he is a fat street creature, okay? Like, fat street creatures aren't supposed to happen. Like, the streets aren't designed for that to ever happen, which means that this raccoon fought the streets and the streets lost hard, okay? And so I tried to scare off this raccoon, and he looks at me in a way that just, like, says, like, you don't get this, dude. This is just, like, another day for me, you know? And so uh, finally, at that point, like, I throw, I take off my shoe, and I try to throw it at this raccoon. Completely misses, because I'm not good at sports. And the raccoon now has my shoe. Uh, exactly. I'm completely demoralized. And so finally, I'm trying to, like, okay, I know what I can do to get rid of this raccoon. I have a German Shepherd. He's a dog. Uh, his name is Django. So I get out of my car. I walk to the side gate of my house. I open up my gate, and I call Django out. And I'm like, Django, dude, you're a cop. To go do your job, right? And Django looks at me, and he looks at this super fat, street-dwelling, godless creature, 
then looks back at me and walks back inside the gate and closes it. And now this raccoon owns my house. I pay him rent every time uh, the first of the month. Anyway, that's been my time, you guys. I've been Shamara Moore. Please give it up for your host, Miss Pam Benjamin. She's great. Yay! Marcus Howard! He's afraid of raccoons. I love them. I had one of the most beautiful moments with a raccoon. I had a leftover croissant. And I was I was up at the corner of Bryant, and it was like 11.50 at night, right? And there was a mommy uh, raccoon. I think she was a mommy because she, she had no tail, so she'd been through some stuff. You know what I mean? And I sat there, and I ripped off pieces of my croissant. And she took them with her cute little, they have opposable thumbs, you know. Do you know they have opposable thumbs? It is so cute. And she took them from my hands. And at one point, her, her like, her mommy raccoon hand touched my hand. And I was like, this is the most beautiful moment that's ever happened in my entire life. Like, I love raccoons. If only I could do that with a squirrel. I think it's the, I don't know if it's the, it's you. Oh, there it is. I, I hear the buzz and it makes me crazy. It's the thing of the night. It's bees. I'm also allergic to bees. If a bee stings me, I die. Therefore, I'm afraid of buzzing. <laughs> ah uh, your next comedian I'm very excited for, he, uh, is it your, you're going to play your guitar right off the bat, which is why it's giving me so much buzz? Anyways, um, he's an amazing human being. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh see, he fixed the butt. <laughs> you see? I, 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 I hear it. I'm not crazy. I hear the buzzing. The buzzing is real. Uh, the buzz is real about your next comedian. He's a great songwriter. He's a very, very funny man, and you should follow him on all social media. I don't know what it is. But please clap your hands together wildly for Josh Kahn. Yay! Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so All right, all right. Give me one second. Hold on. Josh Khan. Josh Khan. Josh Khan. Josh Khan. Oh, my God, you guys. Thank you for being here. All right. What do we want? Josh Khan. Very close. You guys are not together on your answer. The correct answer is mushrooms, okay? What do we want? Mushrooms. When do we want them? No, 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 man. The construct of time is an illusion. I already took the mushrooms, obviously. All right, San Francisco. How about that air that you need to breathe to live, right? I was going to try to quit smoking this quarantine. I guess Mother Nature had other plans. The planet decided that I deserve emphysema, like now. Where am I? Oh, my gosh. You guys, it's so good to see you all. I like seeing you here. Um, I wonder if all those Catholics that have been saying ashes to ashes, dust to dust all these years in California knew that it was eventually going to mean their own homes. That ever, that ever came into their mind when they were saying this over and over. Anyway. I think people just pick like the wrong occupations, you know, like not the right, the right people are not comedians, you know. Like all the wrong people are comedians. Like, like that girl from uh, Carrie, Sissy Spacek, you know? She should have been a comedian, right? So if her mom was like, they're all gonna laugh at you, it'd be like, oh, thanks mom, you're so supportive. I totally will be a comedian. I told my mom I was gonna be a comedian. My mom's this little tiny Asian woman, like this tall. I told her I was gonna be a comedian. She was like, oh no, why? You're not funny. And you're so ugly. 
I think you mean you want to have podcast. Thanks, Mom. My dad, my dad's family is Jewish, and uh, they don't really let me, like, be a full Jew because I'm half Asian. Like, the, my grandma telling me stuff like she was going to sew my foreskin back on if I was bad. Like, bring it on, Grandma. I never got to say goodbye to that thing. The children are, yeah, they're, oh, my gosh, there's children present. There's, like, an eight-year-old right here. It is a clean time. I haven't said anything that bad. Anyway, I have a kid. Did I? I effed? Ugh. I didn't mean to eff. You know what? Here, I'll just get out the guitar and make you like me again. Yeah, the jokes part wasn't going so well, so here we go with this. Okay. Comedians hate it when uh, another comedian brings a guitar. They just try. They just try to start having sex with a girlfriend like twice as hard. But music is easier, man. Music is way easier than comedy, like by a factor of a thousand. I can prove it to you. Like you've gone to go see your friend's band like for the first time, and you know it. You go in to see him at some bar, and here's their song is like, I love you so much, baby. And you tell them when they get off stage, you're like, great job, man. Keep going, okay. Your friends do comedy for the first time, and they get off stage, and you're like, great job, man. Do you know how to tie a noose? <laughs> Seriously, the comedy community welcomes you with open arms, as in we welcome you to open your arms. You know to go up and down, not across, right? Okay. <laughs> sir, sitting here in the front row. What's your name, sir? David. David. Where are you from? Manhattan. Okay, so I, I, I didn't plan this with David, but we're just gonna make up a song about David. I'm just gonna prove how easy music is and how hard comedy is. Davis sitting next to Pancake, they both got long hair. I got some mushrooms and weed. Would you do them if you dance, Pancake and David? Only one of them's wearing a tie. This isn't working as well as I thought, so I'll say goodbye. See how easy that is? How much easier that music is than comedy. I do like musical impressions, okay? So here's Bob Dylan singing Radiohead, okay? Beba's got the beans. Oh no. Do I have any real friends? Oh no! Come on, police! Arrest this man! Bob Dylan singing Radiohead, right? Yeah. Here's Bowie singing Metallica. You guys know this one? Nothing Else Matters? Here's Bowie singing Nothing Else Matters. So close! No matter how far. Couldn't be much more from the heart. Forever trust in what we are. Oh, yeah. And nothing else matters except for Ziggy played guitar. That's David Bowie singing Metallica. 
Let's reverse it and do Metallica sings David Bowie. Ch -ch -ch changes are turning face the strain. Don't want to be a better man. Ch -ch -ch changes time may change me. But I can't waste time with your crown. James Hetfield once came into the gas station I worked at and he was like, Give me fuel, give me five, because I'm parked at number nine, dude. I'll try a song that I've never tried before in front of anybody, okay? I'm a song parodyist, and I will let you know what that means. I'm going to play the first verse of a song you've already heard, probably, that I didn't write. And then the next couple of verses are going to be by me in the same framework. Here we go. You've heard the first part. It's not mine. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a tan and a fiver, keys to the car and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. Okay, but I don't like that song because it encourages drinking and driving. Okay, that's not cool, so I rewrote it. It's gonna go like this. D-W-double-I get screwed, D-U-I. D-W-double-I get screwed, D-U-I. Getting getting a D-U-I is pain in the penis. Go to counter jail and get it in the anus. D-W-double-I get screwed, D-U-I. I told you it was my first time. Okay, check it out. B double O M E R O K Boomer. B double O M E R O K Boomer. Right on. All you need is a Karen or a Janet. Use the resources and screw up the planet. B double O M E R O K Boomer. Yeah. B double E double R E A Boomer. All right, I'm Josh Kahn. Please donate to Mutiny Radio. We're going to bring the jar out here. There's also GoFundMe. There's all that stuff. Give it up for your lovely host, Pam Benjamin, and stay distanced and safe out there. Josh Kahn actually has talent. Why is he a comedian? That's weird. He knows how to play a guitar. <laughs> like, wow. The hubris of comedy. Actually, I often think about, you know, like, a, you know, I'm a poet, you know, I'm a, I have an MFA in poetry, and I won't stop telling people about that all the time because that's the only worth it has is me telling people, you know. But one of the things I learned is I already forgot what I was talking about. That's because I was high while I was getting my MFA in poetry. Maybe that's part of the whole thing. <laughs> Thought has value, does it? Let's all just think, man, like Socrates. Just think forever and ever and ever. Maybe we should think about what Socrates wasn't writing down. Like, I walk around with some weird stuff in my head right now, and I don't write that down. And I've been to Greece, and I see their poetry, and I see their pottery, and I see their writings, and I'm like, don't write it down, Socrates. Like, don't get us all in trouble. <laughs> Come on, man. Right, your next comedian. What a lovely, I mean, anyway, I have nothing funny to say. I'm sorry. It's a fun night. Thank you all for staying here. Clap it up for yourselves. Yay. You're headlining. You're the last one. It's going to be soon. Okay. Your next comedian, put your hands together. It's Sam Carroll. Yay. Do you guys hear the chat? I just learned that Chadwick, like just now, Chadwick Boseman just died. And if Pam agrees to cut off the podcast so that no one else can ever go back and listen to this, I, w I would love to talk about that. 
but I can't because he died of colon cancer, you know? All I have to say this is if you make it in Hollywood, don't DoorDash every single night of the week. See? That's gonna, someone's going to look that up one day. That's a terrible thing to say. You know, uh, you know, it takes a lot of balls to wear tights to a comedy show and not have a joke about it. Is that a joke? I don't know if that's a joke. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I don't have a lot of balls. Maybe I have the, just the normal amount. How you guys doing? You all right? Did you work this week? Yeah. You're essential. You know, you know, I open every every time like this, but it's uh, it's it's crucial that that I understand my audience, you know, and weed out all the, the, the scum suck unemployed fucker. Oh, that was with a ph, Pam. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, come on, make some noise if you're essential. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. You know, they don't shut up about it. I swear to God, you can't even ask you can't even ask an essential worker how their day is without them. You know, whoa, how did you get in my house? Huh? Why is there blood everywhere? Where are my wife and kids? Why aren't you wearing a mask? Feedback. What's up? Damn, dude. Essential workers and shit. All right, non-essential workers. Where are my non-essential workers? Non-essential workers, make some noise for the essential workers. Thank you. Yes, yeah, that's how, that's how we're going to do it today. You non-essentials, you non-essentials out there. You know, it's, it's tough. Hold on, hold on a second. What the fuck? God, it's so hard not to swear when you, when you haven't had a lot of sleep. And you're on hallucinogenics. Oh, what were we talking about? Suicide? Did you guys see uh, on the news that guy that died of uh, that autoerotic? What's it, what's it called when you're whacking off, eating a PB&J, and you got a nut allergy? Autoerotic anaphylaxis, yeah. Yeah, his Smucker's Uncrustable in one hand, his penis in the other. EpiPen nowhere to be found. That's sad. That's sad. There's a lot of lot of bad stuff on the news. Occasionally you hear a heartwarming story, you know? I saw this this one guy, he was a former cannibal. And he and he's he's now on the a clean path, he's detoxing. Every morning he wakes up. Does a human ass juice cleanse. Buys it from the crematory. Yum. Yummy. <laughs> Her grandma got cremated. That's why she laughed at that. <laughs> More grandma and fight inflammation. It's perfect. She. As long as you don't say the T. Let's see. What else, what else is going on? Uh, yeah. That guy, that guy that figured that out about that guy with autoerotic anaphylaxis, that guy's a pretty good investigative journalist. How do you, how do you figure that out, you know? You know, you know, broadcast majoring, broadcast journalism, that's a, that's a real major in college. You take four years to learn how to use a teleprompter. That's not fair, Sam. You know, that's not all they do. They field trips to karaoke bars. I was a history major. People ask me all the time, what's the most interesting thing I learned in college? It has to be, I would say, the, the history of the word lesbian. You guys know where this, where this comes from. It comes from the Greek island of Lesbos, where the lesbians they were sent to for being naughty. A, for being naughty. But it's interesting because they were sent there by Greek men and their 10-year-old boyfriends. 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The the 10-year-old boyfriend's most likely did not have any say in the decision-making process. It's probably not how it went down. No. Or, or, maybe one of them smartened up. Stopped putting out. Puckered up that little pooper for some political power. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Get a seat at the table. Hopefully one with the cushion. All the other senators be like, hey, Marcos, why you always got that kid around you? I don't know. I guess he just likes politics. And he's blackmailing me. He's showing initiative, and he's blackmailing me. Oh, really? What's he have on you? Nothing. That's the problem. Not even his tight little 10-year-old tuna. That's clean. I like experimenting. Sorry. Throwing paint at a wall here. One minute. How much time do I have left? Good. <laughs> the rule is when you ask for time, you get one minute. So I just bought myself an extra 10 seconds there. That's what I just did. Where's Enoch? Enoch, you love you love when I shit on the. Oh, that's fine. I heard that. I said that on Disney Channel one time. You get one. I had three. Oh, pancake, quit riding on me, boy. Snitch ass. Joe snitch ass. I'll end on I'll end on this, and I'll substitute the the letter P for the letter Y. The funniest thing that happened la at last week's mic was Mark Neuer did not understand that the word yussy is not is, is not a clean word. He must have he must have said this word like 40 times. And uh, that's all I'm gonna do. Thank you guys. You guys have been great. Thanks for coming out in the cold. Hell yeah. You guys are awesome. Oh, that's where that was. So something was taped at the back of his back, which I guess was the thing. That was Sam Carroll. Yay. He's so pretty. He barely has to be funny, right? <laughs> like, he's just so pretty. <laughs> right? Like, no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. Thanks, Melania. I wish she'd just say something, right? Like the RNC happened the other day and she was wearing that outfit and I was like, oh my God, Hugo Boss killing it again. Deep cut. Uh, Hugo Boss did the Nazi outfits. <laughs> like if anybody didn't know, he was the costume designer for the Nazis. I mean, Nazis, a lot of problems, but fashion, not one of them. You know, like what? Uh. I just wanted to see some little medals on Melania's. Just to show what she's done. What has she done? Has she done anything? Has she said anything? I can't even make fun of her accent because I have no idea what she sounds like. <laughs> they, say, they say she's from Slovenia or Slovakia. I don't know which country, but they both border Hungary, and my God, she is starving. Somebody feed her. <laughs> She's all skinny and pretty, yay. I want to listen to every model. I have a theory that Martha Stewart was made a felon because they knew that she could be president. <gasps> of course! Martha Stewart, super smart. She's a lawyer. She's a model. She on the media. Everything amazing. Of course they make her a felon so she can't be president someday. That was a huge 
You know, because America, like, sometimes hates black people, but they'll hate women forever. You know? Is that how that works? Your next comedian, she's a woman, she's hilarious. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Yay! I almost didn't come today, man. I was just in a hit and run right before this. I got away with it, though, so it's okay. I had to bring my dog with me today because I went through this thing called a millennial divorce. It's like where you can't afford to get a place together and you never get married, but you have joint custody of a pet. In the middle of that. I had to get his balls removed. He's been chasing after every ball he sees ever since. He's actually really lucky to be alive because, like, this time last year, he got hit by a truck, dude. And the the oddest thing about it was, like, uh, we just so happened to be, like, on a pot farm. And it was, like, in the middle of the night. So <laughs> we had to, like, cover in weed. He was covering in weed. And we had to, like, go to the vet office. And they were like, yeah, it's going to be, like, $1,500. my boss is like, man, I don't have any cash. Hey, do you take money orders? And he like slaps. I got like four thousand dollars in money orders right here. They're like blank checks, man. They can go to anybody. And they looked at him. They're like, no, nah, man, we can't take that. <laughs> Actually, it was cool though. Uh, he ended up surviving. I thought that that was funnier, but now we'll figure it out. <laughs> I like pets. I think the hardest thing um, about growing up with pets was finding out that. My sister's dog was on drugs during intervention. Because they came to her hometown and they showed her backyard and my niece is seat and they're like, Rufus is famous, oh my God. I'm like, oh man, that's a terrible thing to be famous for, you know? One time I had a dog, little Rufus, adopted a kitten. I'm like, how sweet is that? Like this dog brings us a cat. Like, we're going to love this cat's part of our pack now. Like, that's adorable. But we didn't know that this kitten was vicious, and there was a reason that its mother abandoned it. Because it went bloodthirsty crazy one day. And it attacked my little sisters, and my mom didn't know what to do, so she called the police, and they just laughed at her on the phone. She's like, I, I, I'm trapped in the laundry room. It's my cat. And they're like, ma'am, how big is the cat? Oh, about seven pounds. How old are you, ma'am? What does that have to do with anything? I'm trapped in my laundry room. So they send a, a cop, just one, and he comes busting in the house, and he's like, where's the cat, ma'am? I don't see the cat. She's hiding. She's really sneaky. And then the cat came out of nowhere, starts attacking the cop. He runs in the laundry room with my stepmom and calls for backup. <laughs> he calls for backup on the seven-pound cat. And I... It sucks that we had to get rid of that cat because that's not the cat that my dog raised, you know? It was raised so much better. Yeah, it was stupid. I agree. I'm wearing open-toed shoes in the mission because I'm trying to uh, gain immunities to COVID. I see you. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's how it'll work. struggle a little bit with body image you know what sucks is like uh I, i'm afraid to jog i'm afraid of jogging because i've had double d since like seventh grade and i think if i start jogging 
my tits are going to fly up and smack me in the face and give me two black eyes, right? And then someone's going to want to beat up my boyfriend. That's not fair. <laughs> and it sucks that, like, I, I realize this thing. Someone told me when they jog a lot, they get runners high, and that's one high I'm never going to get, and that sucks because I love getting high. Guys, I love it. I do the show because she feeds me pot food. That's why it's... <laughs> That's clean. <laughs> uh, one minute. Runner's high. <laughs> well, I think it is. <laughs> one thing I realize about being in California is people are really sensitive when it comes to language. Like, anytime I try to call someone the R word, they get offended. Like, you can't call anyone a Republican. <laughs> but I get it. It's because they put a retard in the White House. <laughs> All right, have a good night. Thanks. Rachel Pinson and Mr. Yes! Mr. the dog is my cat's god dog. My cat is named Mr. Poopy Butthole. His name is just Mr., but mine is Mr. Poopy Butthole. If anybody loves Rick and Morty, you're cool. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad that we all get to think the same thoughts. <laughs> they give British people prizes for baking. <laughs> Jerry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just quoting stupid things just because I can do that. Your last comedian of the night, he's your headliner. It is so exciting. He's so funny, and you're going to love him ridiculously put your hands together everybody look to the stars it's Orion Levine yay what's going on you guys make some noise for a comedy show in the middle of a pandemic and a wildfire and and uh, and that dog, I don't know, this is exciting. You guys, we're doing it. We're really doing it. This will be a quick set for me. I got another show in the doorway of a Pinkberry after this, so I'll make this quick. Yeah. This is a big day for me. This is a pretty big day for me. This is my grandma's 88th birthday. Yeah. Yeah, we're throwing a surprise party for her in person. Don't tell her about the virus. It's her time. Yes, fuck my, okay, screw my grandmother. Okay, do not do that. She, you guys, this took a turn. This took a turn early on, an early on turn, guys. It's also my birthday coming up. We're both Virgos. I don't know. Are we Virgos? What are we? What's the time now? What's the time? Is it Virgo? Is that, that's what I said, right? I guessed correctly, guys. It's not even close to my birthday, but I still astrologically am on point with my assumptions. It is... Thank you. Yep, that's a Virgo. That's a, that's a Virgo honk. One for each syllable. All right. Yeah, I'm turning 26 here in just a couple days. I got like 48 hours to catch coronavirus before I'm off my parents' health insurance. I'm squeezing every last dollar out of that thing. I got a CAT scan. The doctor's like, "What exactly are you looking for?" I was like, "My money's worth." <laughs> Thank you. That's an old joke. I'm 33. Just kidding, wrote it this morning. I'm 19 years old. I love being 19. No one looks at you weird for dating other 19-year-olds. It's awesome. You're late, sir. Uh, just kidding. Are you delivering something? Where? I 
Hey, get your shit, man. Get your, get your food. Don't think you're coming back in this building. There's a, there's a strict... Stay right there. Yeah, give it up for our essential workers, you guys. Give it up for... Thank you. Hell yeah. Very good. I am... Uh, this is unessential. This is, in fact, this is dangerous. Uh, <laughs> let's get the coroner down here. Let's take care of this. Everyone go home. Um, yeah. I don't know. I am an adult. Shockingly, I am an adult. I don't feel prepared for adulthood. I bought a briefcase because that felt appropriate. Turns out that's a really expensive way to learn that you don't have any important documents. So I've just been walking around with an eighth of weed and my birth certificate. Trying to look official, looking like I just stole a briefcase, though. <coughs> Sorry, I was sucking dick earlier. Um, <laughs> schlobbing knob, I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> I'm the last one. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> Been hanging out with my parents too much. I feel your pain. I'm over my mom, too. But if she took me here, I'd be over that day. You know, that would be the Just kidding. I blocked my mom on Instagram. Have you done that one yet? <laughs> I had enough. My mom's Instagram game is weak. All right. I pretty much just went there just to make sure my cat was still alive. But I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of a 17-year-old tabby. It looks pretty dead. Almost no information is available. There are videos, too. I still have no idea. She takes one breath every cat year. <laughs> I had to block my mom. Because she, she wouldn't stop DMing me motivational pictures. She sent me an image of a bumblebee. And then in cursive, over the bumblebee, it said, Be who you want to be. And now I want to be an orphan. That's where I'm at. Right? All the coolest kids are orphans, right? All the best superheroes, Batman, Sp Spider-Man, Stuart Little, they're all orphans. <laughs> Sick of my parents. I took my dad to one of these shows. He got coronavirus. Just kidding. <laughs> I took my dad to one of these shows, and afterwards he came up to me and he was like, Orion, oh, why don't you talk about something real up there, like capitalism? And I was like, Dad, how many times do I have to tell you? I don't know what that word means. One yeah, my dad's a pretty hard guy to get along with, but I do it because I depend on him financially. My parents had three kids, which is crazy. That's two too many. They should have stopped at me and then killed my younger brother or older brother. If I said that right, best joke of the night. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed crusher. Gotta fix, gotta say it correctly. Welcome to the show. Are you an essential worker? Then go home, please. This is an essential worker only. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, this is a no mask zone, no, sir. This is the one place where... <laughs> I'll stop right there. In case anyone important is listening. By the looks of it, nobody. <laughs> My parents had three kids. I, w I w just, you know, stick to the cats, you know? Like, the cats, that's the safe option. Because with the cat, there's like a 0% chance that it's going to pursue a career in hip-hop. 
you know. But with but with kids, that's like a 33% chance, according to my little brother. <laughs> my little brother's a rapper. He's a white rapper. White rappers are a lot like black golfers in that only one comes to mind. Yeah. Sometimes people will actually yell out other white rappers to try and prove a point. Name two black golfers, I'll retire the joke. <laughs> Obama doesn't count. <laughs> Not only is he a rapper, he's also a conspiracy theorist. My family's freaking out. They want him to change. I actually want him to pursue his dreams because they make mine seem more relevant. It's a lot easier to tell your parents you want to be a comedian when your brother's mixtape is called The Illuminati is for show. <laughs> I'm Orion, guys. Thanks. Orion Levine, hooray! I have this one joke that I'm not allowed to tell uh, because it's so it's it's so racist, you guys. It's so hard. But here's the thing: I have an MFA in poetry, and I think about language all the time, and so I see words, and so I'm going to say this joke, and I hope that everybody takes it in the spirit that it is meant. Tiger Woods is so, so rich. He is so, so wealthy. And he is half black and half Thai. But it would be racist if I called him a tycoon. <laughs> is that? I know. It's too much. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, I only said that out loud because I deal with wordplay. And I am a poet. And there are... I am a terrible person. <laughs> but you haven't heard that joke before, so we have one last comic for the night, and he is my favorite Mexican, and I know he won't bring his own condom. So uh, clap your hands together. It's Mauricio, yay! Right, give me all the love in the world. My new stage name is Josh Khan. Right, tight. Uh, all right, here, I'm going to leave you guys on this one. Uh, the reason why there's racism in America is because you're not telling little white kids the truth. In order to end racism, you need to start telling little white kids the truth. The Super Mario Brothers are Mexican, all right? That way they grow up and they love us. I have yet to meet an Italian that is that small, went through pipes to get into this country, and the first thing they do is hit on a tall blonde woman named Princess Peach, who has a big bro boyfriend named Bowser who gave her a castle. That's the story of my cousin DiCarlo, straight up. There's somebody from Nintendo following me with a notebook, I swear, you know? One thing I can't stand racially, let's admit this, unless you get a Jedi in America, you will never have a president. If you're a minority out there, unless you get a Jedi, you will never have a president. Like, black people got Samuel Jackson in, a, what, I don't know, that, that weird movie, what, Phantom Menace and all that stuff. And then the next day, they got Obama. I'm like, whoa, that's how it works. I want a Mexican Jedi. I want a Mexican Jedi so bad. I'm the only Mexican performing the mission, man. I deserve a Jedi, you know? And until I get a Mexican Jedi, the Skywalker family is Mexican. Look at the facts. They live on like a horrible planet that looks like my uh, broke town in Mexicali, Mexico. They live on a planet called Tatooine, right? They have no money in their farming, and the first thing they do is buy a gold droid? Come on, man, that's Mexican, right? That is so Mexican, right? And watch the original. Watch the car that Luke Skywalker is driving. It's a 